the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Hey everybody, welcome to the SpotTrack.com podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester along with Paul Peck and the founder of SpotTrack.com, Mike Gennetti. Tons to talk about. We're going to talk about baseball pretty much being set. We've got NHL news to get to, but we're going to start with the uh, straw that stirs a drink, Paul. That is NFL always. football. It always is. It's the, They stir the drink on TV. They stir the drink on the field. They stir the drink in the uh, in the accountant's office. It's always about the quarterbacks. And, and it was a cool moment on Monday Night Football to see Drew Brees break the all-time passing mark. Mike, uh, you know, not a shock. He's been an amazing story, an amazing career, uh, particularly as they talked about and for any football fan that knows that you know, there was some thought that he was never going to play again. And uh, when he got hurt and there were serious doubts about the shoulder injury, it's why the Chargers let him go. It's why the Dolphins didn't sign him. So when you think about where his career has gone based on all of that, it's it's pretty unbelievable. Yeah, I uh, I think it's hard to argue right now. I think the argument to make is kind of where he ranks now, right? I mean, he's got the record. He's going to have 500 touchdowns probably next week. Um, would have been cool to see that happen, by the way. Yeah. Sort of back-to-back drives. Yep. I thought that was terrible play calling, by the way. I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> what, not letting <laughs> him? Taysom Hill? Oh, no. that was brilliant. Well, yeah, but the game was already like, yeah, come on, let Breeze get it. The game was, there was no question in the outcome of that game, but you in can, my opinion. But now you can market it for next week. Okay. Right? I mean, it's business, I watched Drew, business Kevin. <laughs> listen, I watched Drew Breeze any week because the guy's incredible. Me too. Uh, let's talk about it because you know I, I want to step away from like the Mahomes and the Goffs and and you know sort of the the normal conversation lately because we've got a list of quarterbacks and really it's the highest paid players of all time that's really where we yes. are I mean you're talking about the quarterback that's going to be how it ranks um, but these are not your young you know nipper snapper snappers here these are your guys and that's amazing in itself I mean that, yeah. you know the longevity of the careers of the Brady's and the that's Brazes, right. uh, you know to for still for them to be doing what they're doing at their age just belies any other metric of professional sports that we think but of. there's there's a handful of them right? well it's not th- just th- one I'm or saying two. that they're blowing yeah. it out of the water because it's not they're not just outliers it's becoming the trend now and it's going to continue that way with the way the quarterbacks you are think being so? protected oh yeah you think so i believe so i do i think there's a there's a reason why those guys have played as long as they have because they don't normally ever get hit and they're getting hit less than they ever have before now well they get hit they're just they are protected more they get hit. Yeah, but they don't get hit like guys in the 70s and 80s and 90s got hit. Well, uh, did you watch the Sunday night game? Alex Smith got hammered <laughs> last night. Deshaun right. Watson well, got But hit he was running. Times. But he was running. Stay in the pocket. You don't get hit. That, is, that was senseless football. Is that what Stay, that was? And I senseless guarantee you that football. conversation happened in Houston this week. Some Either from the I, owner are you to the coach me? to the general manager somewhere, like, tell him to stop I, running. I, I'm watching with a buddy, and no way. I, I cannot believe that Bill O'Brien didn't pull him aside and say, no, we're done with that. Right, right, right yeah. away. How did it happen three more times? I know. Uh, great. You're surprised, Kevin. Great. He's Dor- got a big, a big motor and, and a good, and he wants to play hard. That's dumb. That's it's dumb, dumb football. I, he hasn't made RG3 his money yet. Three, and <laughs> let's end the conversation. He has not made his money yet. It's, there's the list goes on. Taylor, man, they've all been hit. They've all been hit. Everybody but Russell Wilson's been hit. Right outside of the pocket. Mar- Marcus Mariota's learned his lesson. Yeah. If you watch the Bills, uh, and he's a different Titans quarterback games, now. Different quarterback. And that's now. what happens. They come back and they're not the same player, and that's fine. Yeah, because they're told to do what they've what everything. They're not. They're told to no longer do what got them to where they are. I I, I put that on Bill O'Brien. I, he's got to pull that guy aside and yeah. say, listen, listen, man, you've got twelve years left. 
right? Yeah. You've got 12 years left. You you got you to gotta dial it down with that because we don't need that extra yard. We don't need yeah. it. Yeah. Or the general manager pulls O'Brien and says, do you, do you know who our backup is? Yeah. Will you tell him to stop? No. Right. Here's No. Well, I'm going to take it from the agent perspective. That's right. I'm calling my That's client right. saying, hey, look. I'm running on the field. Uh, Mike Gennetti at Spontrack.com has <laughs> got a list. Okay, look at how many years these guys have played, how much That's money right. they've made. That's We're right. going to make money together. You're not going to run. You're going to become a pocket player because your arm's good enough. But, you're smart enough. And people like you. That's the Stuart Smalley version at, of it. And so we're going to make some money. But it's not like he's Aaron Rodgers. Right, he no. hasn't he hasn't signed the contract yet. No, he he's not. Le'Veon Bell right now. He's Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas has made some money. He's Le'Veon Bell right now. Okay, he's he's Earl. He's Aaron Donald and Cleo Mack two months ago. He he's on the cusp of what looks like you know in, in maybe in eighteen months he's going to have one hundred and thirty million dollars. Right. Yes. I mean that's where he's trending. Uh, he's got to be smarter than that. There there is a you 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 trade two yards for hundred million dollars is what you do here. You yes. got to be smart about it. Let's get let's get back to the and and not even not even the, mo- the, the not even the money that the success of your team sure. r- depends on you and it depends on you right. being he, healthy he's trying and being to do out too much there. At this point. So a two yard gain it, it is letting the other fifty two guys down. Yeah, shame on Houston for the running game, really, right? Because he's trying to do everything. That's that's the yeah hand off the blue. What's going on let, here. let your boy Blue run right. <laughs> yeah. You know from yeah. Uh, yeah. what was the movie there? Uh, old school, old school. <laughs> I was going to say how many boy? more how many more movie references are you working <laughs> in here? So uh, well, anyway, Blue was the best character in that movie and he's the best running back on the Texans. All right. To your list. I've got, I've got a, yeah, I broke down a little chart here and I'm going to, I'm going to tweet it after the show here so we can sort of have this conversation uh, online going forward. Basically what I did is I took the top runners. They're all quarterbacks. There's I think 10 of them here. I, I, I show you the win percentage that they've got. I show you their completion percentage, yardage and touchdowns, and then their regular season and postseason quarterback ratings, and then obviously Super Bowl wins, because for one of them, that's a big deal. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, for Obviously. It's a standout and, number. And, and really, I want, I want people to look at this list, and we can look at it here and, and just assess what, which columns matter the most. Obviously, the money's been made. You're seeing the value in Brady. I mean, I mean you can see that. Here's the list. Peyton Manning, Eli Manning. Those are your top two all-time earners right there. Breeze is right behind Eli. I don't think he's going to catch him, though. Then you've got Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford. Those are your top 10 all-time earners right there, and they're all quarterbacks. So the differences are are small in some cases, large in others. And obviously, when you look at this list, you're going to look at Brady's numbers, and you're going to be baffled. He's He's been worth almost a million a win over the course of his career, which is unbelievable. That's unbelievable that, that is the incredible. Patriots can get yes. that. I mean, in in retrospect, that's I mean Eli Manning's two point one million a win, so just based on what he hasn't done on the field, um, and his look at his completion percentage. By the way, that was that's just phenomenal to me. That that stands out like a sore thumb. He's almost under sixty for a career, and he's still starting for the Giants. Yes, years in. it is. It is the outlier so, of the he, group. He's, he's had. He's, he's the runt of this group. He sure. has had. He's won two Super Bowls. Not that's to take it. anything away from. But that, yeah, that's, that's my sentence. point. Thank Th- you. That's you, the sentence. You, you said that better than I could. He's won two Super Bowls, and every all the rest of it has never been really that good. Not I, even above average. I don't think. I think it's remarkable that they have identical playoff ratings. Yeah, yeah. Of eighty-seven point four. Eli and Peyton. Yes. I know. Yeah, and it's one. They're some of the lowest among this group. Yeah, they, they were. They are not postseason uh, quarterbacks for sure. Uh, who is Drew Brees? Is Drew Brees is <laughs> all right? And look at Drew Brees' numbers are ridiculous. They're they're ridiculous. If you haven't really looked, obviously last night was a a, a microscope into you know the yardage, and we saw we saw that the touchdowns are climbing. 
Uh, he's 18 years in. He's probably going to be back next year. He's going to have ridiculous numbers by the time this is all done. Not to rain on the Drew Brees parade. Okay. Should he should he have won more than he has? Oh yeah. That's because I that's a GM I think problem. of Drew Brees being a a yardage guy, a throw it around guy, a put up big fantasy numbers guy. But I don't think of him in the same vein as some of these other quarterbacks as far as I guess my winning. Point is you and should, if though. I need to win a big well, game, I want Drew Brees. To me, Drew Brees has had the perfect coach and the perfect system built completely around him. And I don't know that that always has been the most successful. Well, so, you mean, win in the regular season or win Super Bowls? Both. He's one behind Peyton Manning yeah. in Super Bowl wins. So how like how many? <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about this. I mean, I how many Super Bowls this. should Drew Brees have had won? And Peyton was pretty pretty much gifted his second one. Let's be yes, fair here. Yes, yes. He, he had absolutely nothing to do with his incredible second Super defense, Bowl win. and they handled and, the ball off. Well, then, may, then maybe Peyton Manning and Drew Brees have more in common outside of those Super Bowls than we all think. But we all, I think, put Peyton Manning way I, up here, and Drew Brees maybe in another tier. I, I actually think you're not wrong there, and I think your point is good, Kevin. I think the Saints spent a hell of a lot, lot too much time trying to build up a big defense when they had a guy who could run the best offense in the league for a decade, more than a decade, right? And yes. in, in, in Indy, they understood that. That's right. In Indy, they're like, we're not going to spend any money and what on are we defense. This now? guy scores 38 points a game for us. What are we seeing now? We're seeing teams literally give away defensive options in order to build up an offense. They want seven weapons. They want a quarterback who's decently paid if they have to, right, unless he's, you know, and, 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 and again, I don't want to take anything away from Drew Brees, but the world we live in now is all about the numbers and the stats. But and I think sometimes I'm not, and I'm not saying he's not great. Yeah. But to me, Drew Brees has been always more about the numbers, the stats, the yardage, the rolling up, making your fantasy t- team happy. Sometimes more than than the team success, and that's not on Drew. I'm not saying that. I'm just that's how I You're think. You're saying of his it. numbers are padded. Yes, that's but, what I'm saying. But that's not a Drew Brees problem. That's no. a, that's a Saints problem. Correct. I, listen, that's a team building problem. I, I think the Saints go to the Super Bowl last year if they did safety to make a bonehead play. Yeah, I don't disagree I, I with agree you on with that. that. I don't disagree. It's with not you. on him. Um, I don't think they win it though. <laughs> I don't know about. I, that. I don't think that team was ready to win it. But uh, I don't know about I, that. Boy, they look they look like they might now. They look good. I mean, uh, that Marcus Davenport pick is actually yeah, coming to fruition. People killed that here. draft pick. It killed that. Oh, I'm trade, still going to kill it. It's and, awful value. Well, but but, but <laughs> it it may prove to be the the thing that puts him over the edge. He looks good. That was a breakout game for him, as for sure, as well as Traycon Swift. Who, uh, boy, if they've got a third receiver like that, my goodness. Yes, my goodness. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he has been um, a victim of tough team building. They've been one of the worst cap teams for the last ten years. Better now. Uh, the first five years of this recent CBA, from 2011 to 2015, they were one of the one of the worst built teams financially that uh, that was out there. Them, them and, the, and the Cowboys. Uh, I'd put the Eagles in that conversation. The Chiefs coming out of the gate were awful. They were all defensively built. They had to literally give up everybody to, to start over. And now, obviously, it's working out. But I I think the Chiefs are the perfect uh, sort of negative model for what the Saints should have been in Drew Brees' entire career. They they really spent too much on trying to stop people when they had the guy who could go out there and throw 500 yards every week. All you had to do was was outscore. I'll tell you a quick little story. And, uh, it, you know, 
I don't know if any, you know, for people that have listened, and, and I, I think it's a wonderful book to read. Bill Polian's book oh, yeah. is wonderful. But the but the point that he made in it was when he was running the Colts, he understood that he had Peyton Manning and all these offensive weapons, and he understood that whatever the percentage was going to be, 60, you know, 65, 35, 70, 30, spending was going to be on offense. And they weren't going, and, and he told Tony Dungy, you need to run a defensive system that will allow you to bring a rookie in, sure. make him comfortable, let him help us win because I'm not going to be able to re-sign your veterans. We're just not going to be able to do it on defense. So don't make this defense more complicated than it has to be for us to be able to go bring some young talent in, play them, hold opponents to 28 points while say, Peyton the and the guys score 38. That's going to win us a lot of games. That's right. It was an, it's, it for always for me, it's been an incredible lesson on how you really have to build a team. We would all love it to be 50-50 and we'd all love it to be a solid mix. And I hear it already with Kansas City. Oh, they're the worst defense. This defense is horrible. They're the worst nope. defense. They're undefeated. They're they don't enough. care. They're good enough. They don't care. Their offense is going to score 40 yeah. points a game. Yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely an internal number, right? What is the number we have to hold them to yeah. in order to win, right? Did somebody whiz in your coffee this no, morning? I just, right. This I mean, is good I stuff. I a, like this. I should have had another coffee to keep up here. Oh, my God. I like this stuff. All right. Hey, I, I want know. to point some out in your money, money on your list. Uh, I, I wish, I assume they had the same agent, the Mannings. Yeah. I, all right. In fact, most of these guys have Tom Condon. Okay, I'm just saying, well, Tom (laughs) Condon. He should be on that list. (laughs) He's he's above this list. Are you kidding me? I'm figuring at 3%, Tom Condon's made $14.5 million off of the Manning brothers. Yeah. There you go. Just off of those two. Yeah, he's doing all right. Wow. Yep. That's pretty damn good. He's doing all right. Okay. Hey, let's go quick. Uh, Where's Breeze ranking here? Just off the cuff. Based on what? What, what Well, Brady's number one. What is most important to you? Brady's your number one because of the Super Bowls? Because yes. of the Super Bowls, but because of everything, the, the winning, the ability to make people around him better, uh, the fact that you that that we can only rattle off three or four really good receivers he's ever played with. To me, that's that's what I want my quarterback to be able to elevate everything around him. I would go if I had to rank quarterbacks in in order that I would take. All right, if mm-hmm. I wanted, if I got to play one game, I want to be my quarterback. Brady's one. We're talking this generation. This gen yep. this generation of quarterbacks, yep. yeah, because yep. you know Montana's got no, no, figure yeah, I don't want to get into that conversation. Yeah. All right, Brady's one. Yeah. Peyton Manning's two. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. And Drew Brees is three. That, for those me. two are very very close for me. Yeah, very, very close. You know who I think should be higher on this list than it is based on your numbers here, Mike, is Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. I think he is one of those guys that has always been able to elevate people around him. He's tough. He can play through anything. Um, he's never had always great receivers. But he's had better um, defenses than any, any of these other quarterbacks. That's go- a great point, Kevin. You're right about that. But, again, that's not, you know, we're not we can't fault <laughs> yes. him on that. But but well, I, just, well, just... I think Roethlisberger, in my mind, is it doesn't maybe get put in that upper tier when sometimes he's worthy of at least being in that conversation okay um if breeze wins another one does he pass peyton for you no peyton was transcendent what if rogers wins another one well because to me he's the outlier here there we've said it a few times we've had people come on the show and talk about it that that just pound for pound skill wise aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback in the history of football Right? What, is, what, what is pound for pound matter? <laughs> I don't know. Drew Brees is six foot. They're going to fight say, each other. I was going to say, is that a short comment? I don't know. They're going to fight. Yeah. How about how about us? How about Drew Brees doing what he's doing at a height that no one has ever been yeah. successful, rarely ever successful I, I, in the NFL? I, I don't know. For me, 
what he does physically and mentally and from a leadership standpoint, yeah. and you see it every week. It's not like he's doing this for TV, right? What, oh, what, I'm going to ask you something about that. What we that, saw last night was not for TV. That's Drew Brees every day in the huddle. Um, uh, are you sure? Like, because uh, it was it was a cool moment with his boys. Oh, the, the, the line? But he had the mic on. Yeah, yeah. Like, he knew he had a mic on. So what? Okay. So what? But in that moment, your your son's a motivation. And boys, if you work hard, you can accomplish <laughs> anything. Reading, was he reading it off his hand? <laughs> I don't know. He's knelt, it, he's knelt over in front no, of his It's, it's a poster <laughs> that sits over the kid's yeah. bed. No, here's, well, here's the, the thing. It was, it, was, it was really cool, but I'm like, this guy can't be that damn perfect. That that's, that's what I'm saying. Doesn't it seem that way? I think a lot of these guys on this list are that damn perfect, Look, Kevin. Here, here's my list. It was it was pretty cool. It, it, it was a genuine moment, and it was cool with you know telling his boys, "I love you," and if you work hard, you can accomplish anything. Because he just did this amazing thing. And, I agree. And but what that? By the way, Washington, that Monusky <laughs> should be canned today, right? Did anybody? Do you think they just let that happen? By the way. And look, like they I mean, just that, let it happen. I mean, was the fix in on that? It 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 certainly looked that way, did it not? Oh, the God. guy was wide open. It's ridiculous. That was like the play that his wife sunk, co- sunk listen, the Saints last year. If you had to write it, you the ESPN. Yeah. Um, they couldn't have written it any better. Yeah. Um, Somebody passed the note down to Jake. Right. Gruden. Hey. <laughs> yeah, we need to. Lay they this come one back down. from commercial. Drew Brees' family. <laughs> they were uh, tracking camera right, on right. the sidelines. The next pass is for a sixty-five-yard touchdown. I wonder if we we'll have to it. wait till next half. Oh no, we'll just have it right now in, instead. Exactly. <laughs> Let's go to like our crappy like halftime show. It was on show, the script the and the, somebody cued. Okay, cue yeah. the cue the record-setting touchdown pass, and then let's cue Little Wayne's taped vid music video. Yeah, All well, right, anyways, whatever. Here's my. I list. like Little Wayne, by the way. Yeah, I do. You got to make money somehow, Kevin. Hey, have him perform live. Are you it, how much that costs? <laughs> well, it would have been better than a music video. I can watch that online anytime. Ah, money, man. Money. And money, by, money. And by the way, I had to sit through Lil Wayne during the Beckham thing that ESPN did on their pregame what show do, what the day before, too. watching halftime? Flip over to baseball or well, something. I used to host that kind of stuff. So, well, And the baseball game was 10 to 1 <laughs> when I flipped fun. over. I, I don't watch hockey intermissions anymore. Is that, <laughs> <laughs> does that matter? I, you know. Salty wounds, huh? No, I just I'm no because I'm like it's a break. I'm gonna, That's right. I used to get pissed go, go when get my friends wouldn't watch it. I'm like, hey, you're not watching my show, and now I get it. <laughs> Here's my list. Before we switch here, here's my list. It, it's Brady. It's hard not to five Super Bowls. This is going to trump everything, right? No matter how many yard, how many yards he throws. Well, it, it, plus with all the different receivers that he's made uh, money. Yeah, I, but I think Breeze is in that. I think Peyton's in that conversation. I too. think Peyton. Yes. I think Peyton and Breeze are in that. I yes, mean, I agree. I mean, Julius yes. Thomas isn't a Hall of Fame tight end, and uh, Pierre right. Garçon is not a Hall of Fame wide receiver. I think there are four quarterbacks in that category that they they can do it with anybody. Who's that? Go ahead. Breeze, Peyton Manning, Drew, uh, Tom Brady. And Aaron Rodgers. That's my four. Those are the four. That's my four. You can rank no them how you want them. And no ben, arguments. And Ben is slightly outside of that Correct. because he's had Hall of Famers around him. Yes. Yep. Le'Veon Bell is a Hall of Famer. Antonio Brown is a Hall of Famer. He's had players before this. I mean, he's had right. And early in his career, he was players. put in a situation to succeed because they had such a great defense. Yes. He, that you know that rookie year when he had a play, he was throwing the ball twelve times a game. I question what Matt Ryan would be without Jones. I, I think Matt Ryan's is the weakest quarterback on this list. I like, Weaker than Stafford. I, I like Stafford more than Matt Ryan. I always have. I put Stafford mm. more into a Ben Roethlisberger conversation because of his physicality, his ability to get around a little bit. Uh, last thing, Ben Roethlisberger will always be underrated. Always. His numbers are never going to be the best. No. He's, he's not going to win five Super Bowls. He's not going to have anything that makes him stand out. Um, what about Rivers? But is the Rivers throws he's had to make under, under duress throughout his entire career. I mean, what is he, 36 now? Uh, 
un- completely underrated, ridiculously underrated. So he uh, is he a first ballot for you? Roethlisberger? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Are are are, are all of these guys? Is Eli going to the Hall of Fame? Uh, I think he will because of two Super Bowls. Yes, we've got to so. stop that, right? Because of two be- Super Bowls, because of New York, because of yes, but I he's think been so. terrible in New York, and, and because they, he has the ruined Patriots the Giants. That they beat. Yes, because of who they beat. Right. I think, but it was a fluke play. You are the only one that figured out a way, or basically the only one that figured out a way to beat the greatest dynasty in NFL history. Well, I, actually, no, not the only one. Well, the Eagles just did it. No, I know, but but you did it twice. Actually, that's the argument against Eli Manning is that Nick Foles was able to do it. <laughs> I like it. Right? That is an argument against Eli. Eli Manning. Manning should not be a Hall of Famer. If Eli, well, <sighs> if he stays on this track right now this year, and even and if and if he plays next year, he could play next year. He might have a completion percentage below sixty percent. Right. How can that be a Hall of Famer? And a ton of interceptions. That's ridiculous. Too, right? He's probably got more interceptions than than probably a couple of these guys. He's the combined. lowest touchdown per game by far on this list. By far. He's he's honing in on one point five. Let's put it this way: if he gets in the Hall of Fame, and I think it'll be a, a heck of a debate. I do too. Uh, you know, a, a great debate in there. I mean, with a, his win percentage is just a shade over fifty yeah. percent. Um, completion percentage is the lowest there. These are all things that are going to go against Touchdowns are the lowest. Ratings are the lowest. Winning a Super Bowl doesn't automatically get you in. I don't think it should. But he's won two. That matters. It does matter. I I get it. And if he gets in, it'll be between he and Joe Namath, the two New York quarterbacks, in as far as... Right? Doesn't many consider Joe Namath the worst quarterback in the Hall, in the of, Hall fame? of Fame? If yeah. there's such an oxymoronish thing to say, but but see, that's that's part of the problem of the world we live in now, where it's all about your stats and your numbers, you know. And no. I can't say that I was alive in the era, but what Joe Namath did was transcendent for the sport in an in an era where they didn't yeah, throw just, the ball as much as they did. We're just talking about win percentage. Right. We're just talking Look, about Eli, Eli's win percentage is point five one. Yeah. Yeah. It's barely fifty percent. So you can't just talk about stats. He's not winning. But, but I hear that all the time with Damon. <laughs> oh, winning. he threw more interceptions than he did touchdowns. Well but that wasn't what he was about. And 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 I've learned over the years that it's not always all about the stats. That that Games sometimes dictate things beyond the stats. You have to look beyond the stats when you're looking at anybody in football. Listen, he he won two Super Bowls mm-hmm. as the quarterback and beat Tom Brady in it. There, it's it's going to be an I interesting agree. conversation with it. I I think he's in, and he may he, not be. He's not a first ballot. He's guy. a no for me right now. He's a no. He has torched his career. Well, I look at He's guys, also a Manning, too. Let's not lose sight of that. I also look at guys who are in that didn't win Super Bowls. Sure. Right? Jim, there, Jim Kelly, Warren Moon, aren't there gonna Dan be, Fouts. There's going to be a few in this generation, too, right? You'd have to think. Don't yes. you think? Yes. I think so. <laughs> I think there's going to be a few, at least in the conversation. So I, I, maybe, maybe, maybe Eli just falls off this. Super Bowls shouldn't equal Hall of Fame. It shouldn't happen. Trent Dilfer's not going. Well, but Brad he, won, Johnson. he won one, and he hasn't been a starter for. He hasn't had the career Eli Manning's sure. had. That's great. So is Flacco going? No, I bet you Flacco's numbers are pretty damn close to Eli Manning. I bet they are too. He's not going. He only won once. Eli Manning. What helps Eli Manning is his playoff rating. It's the same as his brothers, right? <laughs> yeah, but they're but in the big. Neither moments, of them are good playoff quarterbacks. Their 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 playoff moments to win Super Bowls. That matters, yeah. right? On the big stage, yeah. So Peyton's going ahead of him. Brady's going ahead of him. Rodgers is going ahead of him. Sure. Roethlisberger is going ahead of him. Sure. How about Phil? Breeze Rivers? is going ahead of him. Philip Rivers has never won. Yep. 
His numbers are phenomenal. Phillip Rivers has almost averaged 300 yards a game. He's 299 right now for his career, for a 15-year career. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. And he hasn't won anything. He hasn't really no. won. No, he hasn't won anywhere but as much as he should That's what have. his win percentage is, 0. .55. It's better than Eli. So maybe the Giants should have kept him. Yeah. <laughs> well, San Diego did, right? Well, instead of Eli, right? <laughs> well, they should have traded Breeze. for each instead other, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. Right? Kept yeah, him instead was, of Breeze. Okay. That's an all-time, that's an all-time move. Right. Um, oh, I got Leaf. I got Leaf and Manny mixed up. Right? Wasn't the no Eli? Eli would not sign with San Diego. Yeah. Right. And the Giants didn't they draft the, the Giants drafted him and traded him. They traded to the, the wait. The who guy. did the Giants draft though? I thought they dra- the Giants drafted. Well, San Diego had the first pick yeah. and drafted Eli Manning. Eli Manning. And then what? And then I don't remember whether the Giants drafted Rivers and they flipped him or whether they made the trade before the draft gotcha. pick. I don't gotcha. remember. Not yeah. Sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure how it went. I remember we can look this up. But that's not. It's as really much funny fun. that those two might be following them, themselves all the way to a Hall of Fame conversation. Yeah. yeah. And right. River, Rivers looks pretty pretty good right now. Listen, right right now, yes, right now, if you had one game to play, you would take Philip Rivers For over sure. Eli Manning. Philip could play yes. four more years, I think. He's, yes. He looks great out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, he might get his Super Bowl this year. It's a fast Maybe. Yeah. If there's anybody who doesn't belong on that list, I mean, out of all those quarterbacks right now on the list, he'd be the last guy I take. He, his stats are by far the worst. His winning percentage is the worst. Everything's the worst except for st- two Super Bowl wins. Right. So yeah, he's out for me right now. He's two hundred thirty-five million with two Super Bowls, but he's not a Hall of Famer in my belt. I think it's a you know, I they can't uh, all go right. It's hard to argue against it. It's like the wide receivers, yeah. right? Uh, the Chris Carter's, Andre Reed's, Tim Browns, right, right there, all eventually got in. Manning will be somebody who will eventually get in. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think. But he's not going to be a first ballot guy. That's probably fair. He may not even be second ballot yeah. guy. It depends who's coming up. Yeah. Because right? like, honestly, the, the, this list is going to become a retired list very, very soon. <laughs> I mean, very soon. All right. Fascinating stuff on quarterbacks and the best QB of our generation. Mm-hmm. And uh, it came down to uh, Eli Manning. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to yeah, it's always Eli. We spent more time talking about one who might be the worst of that group. Well, I mean, that's okay. That's what made it fun. He's an interesting uh, well, discussion in, point. We're all in consensus that it's Brady, right? Of the oh, gen- yes. of this generation. Without any no question doubt. about it. I think. I think the conversation of all time for my in my case. I don't think you need really. To, yeah. Oh yeah. I, oh, I don't, don't think Paul. You, we're not opening that can. No, of worms. All right, that's another care. show. <laughs> yeah. That's why you guys. You think that's not right? It's debatable. I'm not saying it's not debatable, but not for me. It's debatable. Not for me. Let's move on to hockey. <laughs> we, don't, I don't, I, we, we don't have time to spend all, all no. this on them because NHL has had their opening uh, week, and Mike's got some great information up mm-hmm. at Spontrack.com. On NHL opening week, uh, the offseason spenders, the teams that didn't spend, you've got the cash payrolls from the highest cash payrolls, the lowest cash pay- payrolls, and some, uh, some notable notes. But let's look at the top offseason spenders. Yeah. And three teams – uh, ten, and by the way, uh, all three teams in non in non income tax states. That's right. I think interesting. That, good that's pickup, right. Kevin. Yeah, well, listen. I've always said if I were a free agent of sports, I would go play in one of four states in the United States. I go play in Nevada for a, a team. I'd play in Texas, Tennessee, or Florida. That's right. Because you you automatically get a raise, and they can say, "Well, they price adjust for it." Hogwash. Your value is your value. Yeah, and you're and, not able to with this cap. No, you can't you do can't that anymore in the cap. No. Yeah. Tampa Bay, 157 Schmill. Vegas, right? The team that made the Stanley Cup Finals last year, which was a remarkable story. 146 million, and then Dallas Stars at 120 
nine. That's million. a good point. That's a really nice point to make. Except for the Florida Panthers, were, were the least, <laughs> the lowest well, spender in the league. Well, th- there's a reason for that too. Yeah, because their casino deal hasn't gone through yet. Oh yeah, their and they're tanking. Yes, <laughs> let's be fair here. They are flat out tanking. Um, well, they, they they tried to win. Yeah, you know, in recent years, yeah. and it hasn't worked. Picks. So yeah, I you know I get it. Yeah. Now it, Vegas, it may, by the way, has not had a great start to the year. No, they're getting they're still fine on their legs, but they're really, on the East Coast. They're not like they're unbelievable right. at home. It's uh, it shouldn't be lost that they're getting rid of that trip now. By Correct. The way, and oh, they're yeah. going to ramp it up second half, right? Uh, you know, yes. I, I, the, the, the non-spenders list, Chicago jumps out at you. It does. Um, and, but I get why, yeah. because they, they, they're they so loaded with their salaries with Taves and Kane and Keith, there's not a whole lot of availability they're, to spend. Yeah, they're, they're where Seabra. the Los Angeles Rams are going to be in two years, right? Or the Kansas City Chiefs. When the when, when the Roosters come to crow here and uh, everybody's got to get paid at the same time, you just can't find room for it, right? And they've made some trades. Um, they've got the big guys that's sort of locked in. Taves and Kane have the same contract, which yes. I think is cool. Um, and they've sort of filled in some pieces from there. They were pretty bad last year, though, right? I mean, that they they were uh, a worn a out hockey. Fall off. Well, they're yeah. To me, they're a worn out hockey team that's because right. you look at the last, you look at the star players they have, mm-hmm. and you look at the last. I'll go eight years. Yeah, they've played a ton of hockey into June in yeah. the playoffs. We'll throw in the Olympics. Yeah. International play, those they're tired. That's right. They were a tired team last year. That's right, and I think it might be time to uh, flip the switch a little bit on that. Um, I saw Patrick Kane at a uh, golf event, yeah, uh, this past summer, and just said, "Hey, you know how are you guys going to be?" And he's like, "We're going to be young." Well, that's a goes good thing. To the, goes to the money. That's right. Yeah, that's and right. Got to bring those guys along. They've been building through the draft here for a couple of years yeah. now to try to refresh that pool, and I think that's the right way to do it. Yeah, and they couldn't keep uh, you know Panarin. Panarin. That's why they tra- make that trade with Columbus right. last year because they couldn't pay him. There's probably another one coming too. Sure, based on just the way their cap structure is right now and what they haven't done financially, which we're seeing here, second lowest spenders this offseason. So I think there's more to come, but I do think that they've made smart draft picks. They have acquired some. Uh, some prospect talent to sort of replenish that pool. They'll be back, but it might be another tough year in Chicago. I think the uh, the cash payroll totals mm-hmm. um, not shocking. The super the Super Bowl Stanley Cup champion Washington Capitals at the top. San Jose, particularly with making the move to get Eric Carlson yeah. uh, and Edmonton, paying Evander Kane. Too. Yeah, Edmonton surprises me to see them third. I know McDavid's making a lot, but but they haven't gotten the return on being the third highest payroll. And then having to, to flip that around, Toronto with one of the lowest payrolls has had the return on it. So give us a little in depth on that. So let's talk. To Toronto because Toronto is the second coming of Chicago here, essentially. They've got draft picks that all kind of came together at the same time. They're obviously all working. They've they've yet to even sign William Nylander. Right. Um, a restricted free agent who's sort of been holding out Le'Veon Bell style here. And I don't know what's going to happen with that. There's been a lot of back and forth on it. I know what number he wants, um, which is ridiculous for a kid his age. Uh, you know, I, I think the eight, eight, eight plus million for a kid that age no. is just silly. It's silly. He, Not yes, going to happen. Yes, he's got a few goals, but he's he's maybe the fourth best offensive player in that team now, and that's Correct. saying something because he's probably an all star. Um, but the, I think Toronto's holding out because they know they really might not need him going forward, and if they, they don't want to put a, a six year deal on a kid that they probably have to get rid of in two, right? I think what he's asking for, yeah, the, the eight plus no. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, you've got Tavares, and you're going to have to pay Matthews. Yep, keep going. And, Marner. And Marner. <laughs> um, but Nylander, like he, he's a very good player. Yeah. But you're not better than those guys. And, Overall, And from long-term. what I hear, a uh, little tough in the locker room. 
Yeah. So there's some extracurricular stuff. And you can only stuff. keep so many guys well, sometimes, And, and they have to be thinking about three years. They can't just be thinking about 2018 because, yes, they're good enough to win right now. Uh, I don't know if defensively they're built well. I, I think there's a, there's probably yeah. some sketchiness there, but they've got a couple of kids there so, too that are going to have to get paid. So that's where, that. but so that's where they could deal him, right? That's right. You can move him for help on the back. That's end. right. But you can also look at all right. Is the longer you go to get to that point, then he becomes like you traded for him, and then it takes care of your deadline deal. Yeah, and having to make a move at the deadline, meaning so, to sign him in February. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. So. It, by bringing him into the fold, it's like it, you bolster the team, yeah. even though he's part of your team, but he hasn't been part of the team. It's interesting. So you got So teams look at it like a trade. Like, yeah. wow, we got our guy signed in. Bring him. You know, he's in the lineup. Wow. And then get, all of a sudden, look out. I guess the only thing that scares the me the locker room looks for that stuff. The the, the players. You're right. Uh, want to see that plug. management is supporting it, and what are they going to add for the run? Believe me, all the guys in the room, we hear all the talk now, like, hey, all right, yeah, we got we got the group of guys that went in here. But as the season goes along, and you have some injuries, but and and a few bumps in the road, team the the, the leaders in the team know all right, we need something. So to me, that that's the only thing that scares me is an injury. Right? If any one of these top guys we talked about goes down, then Neilander's leverage goes That's correct. Right? And all of a sudden you're paying this guy seven million for four years, probably, right? <laughs> and that's something they don't want to do. You've got to be able to sign Matthews in, in a year here. You're going to have to sign Marner. You're going to have to sign Jake Gardner. You're probably your top two blue liner, right? Yep. They still need a goalie, in my opinion. I don't. I think they're patchworking there, which is fine. I, I understand that. That's sort of how the game's going well, now. You need to have your goaltender play great in the playoffs. Don't need a great goalie. You're right. You just need him to play great. Well, you need, they lost two on waivers, by two the way. Two above average. That's right. That's what I mean. They're, they're patching it together Yeah. Um, with arguably one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. So I don't know. I don't know. Um... It's interesting to see they're they're down there because they're they're young, but they're they're well, going to get hit soon here. Well, Florida's tanking. Yep, they've got a goalie. Yep, that they Can, could acquire. Carolina's tanking. They have one too. They've got one too. Yep. So there are goaltenders. The in Rangers the- are bad, and Hen- and Lundqvist is sitting there, and yeah, he's on the backside of his career. Boy, I couldn't. I I just couldn't see. It's a lot of money to take on. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but it would just be weird not seeing him. I think my, I think my point is the high paid goalies are on pretty bad teams right now. Yes, well, and because they put Mont- the money on Montreal, that. right? Montreal, that's right. <laughs> so, that, that'll never happen, by the way. They'll that that deal carry price from Montreal to Toronto. No way. They did it. No way. They did it when all of the other teams were were publicly saying we can't do this anymore. Correct. And they still did it. Yes. As if to say, what well, we're going to do it. We're going to be well, different. He was their well, star. They're going to show us, huh? Yeah. I don't get it. And Nashville did it with Pecorino. Yeah, they're trading offense to keep to be able to pay their goal. Yeah. I don't get it. The win, right. the window to pay your goaltender, it, it seems to me, anyways, the, the it's window. It's the running back, Kevin. It's the running back. It's the running back. Yeah, yep. it is. Your windows, yeah. your windows three to five years. You gotta have two That's above it. average ones, rather than one elite one, and you gotta and you can't pay them more than, you know, seventy five percent of the of yeah. the market value. Can't do it. Can't do it. Hey, you you look at uh Winnipeg, how they emerged, it mm-hmm. was uh, from goaltending and not the goaltender they thought it was going to be, yeah. you know. So one last note on the, on the Leafs, and we can wrap it up here. We talked about spending and positional spending. I did a, I did a few uh, breakdowns on that with this piece. The Maple Leafs are the most balanced team, and it's a little bit ridiculous. The Maple Leafs are spending. They're ranked twenty fourth in offense, twenty fourth in defense, and twenty fourth in goaltending. Interesting. Right across the board. Well, see, that's because they brought in so, that analytics guy. They balanced their checkbooks properly over there. Yeah. Well, also interesting, by the way, with the Leafs is, you know, Brendan Shanahan brought in uh, Lou Lamorello. That's right. And 
they parted in the offseason, and Lou became with, uh, GM with the Islanders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Collusion? Well, not a collusion. <laughs> and then they bring in Barry Trotz. The other notable thing is That's the Washington right. Capitals weren't willing to pay their coach. They paid everybody else, but they weren't willing to pay Barry Trotz. He wanted a lot of money. <laughs> he delivered a Stanley Cup. Great. That's that's last year. I don't know. Is he I, worth five million a year? Sure. Really? That guy's listen. They're the highest payroll. Any NHL coach is worth that much? They're the highest payroll in the league. Ninety-one million right he now. He was the first coach to get him to play as a team overall and deliver and win. He was worth it. Okay. He he was worth it last year. Because I, I, I think there's a perception out there that NHL coaches are the least impactful. That's of an the interesting major conversation to have. Oh, that's I an interesting didn't. conversation to have. Oh, I know. I've heard that from people. I think wanna... there's some people that think, you know, NHL coaches are, you know, they're interchangeable. They change all the time. Half the people don't no. know who half the guys do you in know the why league are. Che- do you know why I know why they're interchangeable? Because they're the cheapest person to get rid of. Okay. You cannot You're get right. out of all these contracts. You're right. So that's why coaches are interchanged all the time. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you real quick the value of a coach. Look at a team that plays for a coach they hate. They don't play for them. Mm-hmm. So a value in a right. coach is a coach that the players respect and don't hate. They'll go out and play for that guy. <laughs> we don't hate you. Let's go, boys. <laughs> and keep your feet moving. And don't hate your coach. I'm Hey, I'm just. I think it's amazing. What you said is any, amazing, and more, I'm, I know it's true. More than any other sport, more than any other sport in my experience in professional sports, when the players hate the coach, they're doomed. Well, we know it's not basketball. We know it's not basketball. Coaches don't even coach. Right. We know it's not football, <laughs> right? Because every football player hates their coach, yeah, except I would think for Drew so. Brees and Peyton Manning or, or, Sean, or Payton. Sean Payton. Yeah. Uh, it certainly seems that way. Brady and Belichick, right? If, if we believe everything, they don't really McCarthy like McCarthy and Rodgers, no good there. Right. Yeah. Pete, Pete Carroll and everyone. But, you know, <laughs> it's onward and upward. Yeah. So. It's interesting. Yeah. I guess hockey's probably more of a family than any, any other sport. Right? They spend these guys, the, are, they, these guys spend more time together than they do with their own families yeah, during a regular season. probably right. It's a long year. They're kids. Generally, they're kids, right? They're I mean, kids. These guys aren't lasting in their 30s anymore. Yeah. And but, they've got all these big contracts, and they know... <laughs> This guy, let's get this guy out of here. Yeah, believe me, it happens. Yeah, but look at uh, it's the Capitals. That's easy. You're paying 91 million to players. You're not paying five to your coach. That's just cash. That's cash. Hockey doesn't make that much money. <laughs> well, the owner does. Leonsis does. Yeah. He's got it. Yeah, he's got it. I've seen his bank account. Have he's you? got no. <laughs> yeah, you are connected. <laughs> no. I, listen, he uh, four million was probably right for Barry Trotz. You think so? Yeah, Jermaine, the coach. It's, Not, just, it's just odd that you win the Stanley Cup and you, you're gone and you're going to a team that's not going to win. By the way, I, uh, I listened to a few radio shows out that way. And when this was all going down, the discussion was that it wasn't going to be they weren't going to pay him. It was that it was a Kirk Cousins situation that he wanted out. If you remember, he was basically on the on the firing block. They were about, for about to fire him for a year, right? right? Yeah. About two years. Yep. I mean, he was he was the scapegoat for that team, not not pushing past Pittsburgh for two plus years. It was his fault, and then he finally got the job done and basically said, "I'm done with this. Yeah. I'm, I'm done with this circus." And I don't think he even ever entertained the offer. 
So, Fair enough. Yeah, I think it was pretty much a reverse roll, but went yeah. out on top. Absolutely, he, yeah. He's, yeah. he'll never have more juice and power than he did. So right. that makes a lot of sense. Well, that would make sense because anybody who thought it's his fault, they wouldn't beat Pittsburgh and not Sidney Crosby's <laughs> yeah. or Vigani Malkin's, uh, not paying attention. Okay, hey, that uh, what we covered Whew. so much stuff today. Yeah, on the SpotTrack.com podcast. So uh, enjoy. Make sure you do a couple of things for us. Number one, check out the premium. Uh, membership at spottrack.com number two make sure you rate us on itunes or wherever you get your pods and uh, give us a favorable rating tell your friends about it become a subscriber to the podcast so it's easily delivered uh right to wherever you get your pods to your phone your computer speaking of we're on spotify now well oh, made the jump nice. made the jump so if you uh if you're a spotify uh member there's a bunch of podcasts on there now and we are one of them awesome do I, do so I my spotify is gonna have 70s music and the spot track podcast on it now make your playlist can i just make some <laughs> spotify yeah somehow my kids have my spotify account yeah. and i'll be listening to music like uh, on the treadmill or something Okay, while walking. Um, yeah. <laughs> not running. And it'll get changed because yeah. someone's on another device. Whoa, what, what happened here? You buy your kids their own account, Kevin. There yes. you go. Oh, I've then, seen your bank account. Li- li- <laughs> little Wayne popped on. You know why I don't have a separate account. Okay. For Mike Gennetti, the founder of SpotTrack.com, Paul Peck, I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening to the SpotTrack.com podcast. 